Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 512, with Casey Andrew Hensley of In the Weeds. Love one another, love this industry, you know, keep spreading that positivity. Uh, the low-hanging fruit is the, the bitchiness and the jaded part of the industry. That's the low-hanging fruit. It's easy to get mad and vent about customers and stuff like that. Try to find something constructive and learn from one another. Are you ready for It Factors, Success Stories, Failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge. Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. If you want new customers, more revenue, and a huge advantage over your competition, then listen up. My good friend and industry expert, Nick Fosberg, is doing something special for Restaurant Unstoppable listeners. He says most owners are wasting money on Facebook because our industry does not provide enough knowledge, and I got to say, I agree. So Nick is going to take some of our listeners and guarantee them a minimum of $500 in sales for every $100 they spend on ads. If not, they don't pay. Yes, that means he's guaranteeing a 500% ROI and new customers in your door. That's pretty rad. If you want more info, go to ru500.net. That's ru for restaurant unstoppable 500.net. Wouldn't it be great if you could play music directly from your Spotify account in your own restaurant without worrying about being pinched by the music police? Well, guess what? With Soundtrack, your brand, you can. Unlike Spotify Premium, YouTube, or Apple Music, Soundtrack, your brand is licensed for business use. And with SoundtrackYourBrand.com, you can import your favorite music from Spotify and share them directly with your guests. This deal typically goes for $26.99, but if you act now, you can get this deal for $19.99 per month per location for life. Get on it. Again, that's SoundtrackYourBrand.com or find the banner in the show notes. And with excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Casey Andrew Hensley. My man, are you feeling unstoppable today? I'm like a juggernaut today, baby. You can't stop me. Can't stop, won't stop. That's what I like to hear. So... Casey Andrew Hensley hails from Idaho. He has spent the entire professional career in hospitality with the exception of five years in the U.S. Navy. Hensley has worn all the hats in the restaurant industry from dishwasher to bar owner and everywhere in between. In 2011, Hensley moved to Austin and two years later, he started the In the Weeds Facebook group where he where their mission is to better the lives of the people in hospitality through education, community, and positivity. Obviously, we're just scraping the surface. I can't wait to get your story and to find out what exactly you're, you're hoping to accomplish within the feeds or in the weeds Facebook group. But let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us? Well, I've always, uh, hmm, I've always uh, gravitated to leadership and leadership books. Uh, so I think my favorite quote comes from Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Uh, hopefully I didn't uh, pronounce his I name think it's wrong. Simon Sinek, but whatever. Sinek. I'm, I'm not one to be passing judgment. I, yeah, I'm horrible <laughs> of all names. people. Uh, <laughs> so my favorite quote from that book is, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, 
then you are a leader. I dig it, man. Awesome way to get this thing started. And uh, before we really dive in, I want to take a moment. I don't have fingernails, so opening this beer is going to be really hard. Ah. So tell me about what we're drinking right now. Uh, right now, we are drinking 213 Pale Ale. It's made by Oasis Texas Brewing Company. And it's a beer that we collaborated on with them to celebrate people of the hospitality industry. It's a, it's a tip of the hat. Um, to the service industry, as well as a communication or a conversation starter. Um, general public oftentimes don't know the significance of 213, and it's not a national thing. There's a lot of people that don't know that the federal tipped minimum wage is $2.13 an hour. So Individual states and uh, city ordinances and stuff like that, they can dictate their own, uh, their own minimum wage. But in a lot of states and cities, uh, 213 is the bare minimum. And that is how much we make here in Austin, Texas and Texas in general. So do you guys get uh, a percentage of the proceeds? Do they go towards a mission or anything? Or is, is just, this just to create awareness? How does it, that work? It's just to create awareness. Uh, we are proud to have this collaboration beer with Oasis Texas Brewing Company. It, uh, you know, it just means a lot to the service industry that a company is willing to... Um, acknowledge tip their hat if you will i think is what you said before yeah acknowledge and you know uh, we're we're trying to create awareness to general public that we are entirely tipped as a uh you know front of house um servers bartenders um we rely on tips so if you get served if you don't (laughs) Don't want to serve yourself at home. If you want to go out, then uh, plan to tip. I dig it. Um, all right. So we should probably set the listeners up a little bit more. So how Casey and I crossed paths this past week, I was in San Antonio at the Texas Restaurant Association Marketplace is what I believe they're calling it. It's, a, it's essentially a conference trade show. And Casey uh, hosted a panel there. Uh, where he basically, and this is the first time I'll let you explain, this is kind of a significant moment in the history of uh, trade shows. Yeah, so Texas Restaurant Association, um, they cater to restaurant owners uh, predominantly. Um, They do care about the whole industry, or the industry as a whole, I would say. Um, But they've never invited employees to, to take the mic and conduct a panel and they reached out to me and asked me to put together a panel of industry employees uh, that want to like basically tell their story and let the employers know who they are or who the employers employees are and also what we want out of our employers and it was a really cool perspective and uh, I you know it was my first time moderating a panel and uh <clears throat> I, it went very well. Um, there was a lot of industry leaders in the audience. It was, it was a packed uh, panel. Um, so that was nice. nerve nerve wracking. You did well, man. You handled it really well. I was proud Thank of you. you. So 
uh, obviously this is of interest to me. Uh, when Casey was introduced to me, I was like, oh, like, what's the mission? And he came out with the mission, which, again, is to better the lives of the people in the hospitality industry through education, community, and positivity. And as you can imagine, this resonates with me. So basically, uh, what we're here to do today is to create more awareness about what Casey is doing within the weeds and also to kind of, to, to kind of uh, find out what you learn from this panel and maybe how you guys can get involved with in the weeds. So that's kind of what's on the agenda today. So uh, bring us to the beginning of in the weeds and how you started this and why you started it. Well, uh, so... When I moved to Austin, um, I was used to service industry in Idaho where everyone knows everyone, and it was a very um, close-knit community. Uh, If you work in the hospitality industry, everyone knows everyone else. And uh, so I moved to Austin, and after a couple years of being here, I realized that this industry was very disconnected. Um, uh and I aim to create like a uh, community, a, uh, a support system of people from this demographic, the hospitality industry. I wanted to to get them all together so that we can, you know, move the needle when when it needs to be moved. And um, so, yeah, that's basically where in the weeds that was the problem I was trying to solve. By starting in the weeds. Wait, say the problem one more time for me. I don't know if I quite got it. The problem I was trying to solve was uh, disconnection. Uh, I was trying to get everyone together so we had a collective voice. And it's not just the employees against the the owners. Everyone that is in the hospitality machine is welcome to join our group. Because I feel like we can do this together. And actually that's the only way that we can better our industry is to work together. Mm. And I also have this unique perspective, whereas I've worn the hat as the lowly, uh, dishwasher. And I've also been responsible for, you know, the livelihoods of employees. And I know how hard it is to run a business while I, you know, currently sometimes pick up bartending shifts and stuff like that. So, and I'm getting ready to go back into bar ownership in a couple months. Yeah. So, yeah, so you get the you get you understand both perspectives, uh, and I love that idea of just bringing people together. And that's exactly, I mean, our our missions are very much aligned. And this idea, one of the reasons why I think we gravitated towards each other immediately is because we're pulling in the same direction. And when you find people that are pulling in the same direction as you, you align yourself with them. You you start pulling together uh, to to achieve your similar missions. Uh, and I love this this uh, this idea of positivity too. Um, so not only just sharing knowledge and bringing people together so you can communicate and all kind of get on the same page, but also to kind of create this culture of positivity where there's a lot of negativity in our industry. So why is that that positive element uh, so key to what you're trying to do? Why is that one of your core values in this group? Yeah, so not only is this industry, uh, you know, jaded, to say the least, uh, the internet's a very nasty place as yeah. well. And there's for example, Hundreds. like the the bitchy bartender, not to name names, but bitchy waiter, the bitchy, uh, yeah, waiter, <laughs> uh, server life, uh, and like you know, there's a lot of good in this industry, but a lot of what you see on the internet is the negative aspects of it. the 
the you know we don't have to focus on the negative though, right? Right, and uh, we in in our group um, we appreciate respecting one another. We take pride in our uh, our industry. Uh, we try to you know instill more professionalism. Um, yeah, and if you join your uh, a lot of these groups. They're uh, they're like the wild west, you know. Someone someone shits. I can swear, right? <laughs> you can say whatever you want, man. All right, someone shits on one another person's opinion, and then it just turns into this uh, chaotic tailspin of he said, she said, you're a bad person, uh, whatever. And in our group, we kind of check each other, and we're like, "Whoa, tap the brakes! You're getting a little hot right now. Let's." Uh, Let's let's scale it down and let's have a conversation. Uh, I disagree with your opinion, um, but we can have a debate, and it could be based on respect to one another. And uh, you know, I just wanted to. I think positivity. It's it's we overall we we just want to make people happy and make money doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the end, that's that's the core of the hospitality industry. At, from an employee's perspective, I believe, as well as, you know, owners and, you know, chef owners and stuff like that. Yeah. So the Texas Restaurant Association uh, went to you and they said, hey, I want you to moderate this panel of restaurant employees to kind of get a sense of what the what the employee is looking for in an employer or what that relationship should look like to, to kind of, I guess, uh, harness a, I don't know, uh, a better culture uh, you know how just you're opening up the channels of communication because you have a this audience full of employee employers and you have this panel of employees so it's now the employees like dictating to the employers like this is what i want so what did you learn from that that panel well uh i mean i learned i learned a lot uh, first off i was really impressed by the these business owners uh you know, they showed up and wanted to listen to to what the employees have to say. I kind of feel like a lot of owners have a disconnect between the bottom and the top, you know. So it was really cool and inspiring. Uh, I got a little emotional in my closing statements because I was so proud of these people for being uh, trailblazers and trying to be a part of a better future. Yeah, there wasn't an open industry. seat during this this panel, by the way. Which <laughs> yeah, there was there people were multi- standing in the back. Yeah, right? There were multiple panels where there were plenty open seats, <laughs> by the way. So definitely an achievement there. Um, so really dive into some of the key takeaways from that panel, what you gathered from your people. Well, uh, we we covered the interview process. Uh, we, we tried to uh, talk about how important transparency is. Uh, you don't want to sh- sugarcoat your answers as an employer because you wouldn't want sugarcoated answers from your um, interviewee. So, uh, you know, that's important, transparency, and getting to know the personality of the person you're going to be uh, working for, you know. Um, also, I think we kind of hit on how the interview process can sometimes be like too formal, too many steps, you know. If you're 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 getting away from the personality of the hospitality industry in a sense when you overcomplicate things. Uh granted, you know, everyone wants to meet this future uh 
uh, person on the front lines of your business, but uh, maybe not. Uh, you don't need personality tests and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I just think the formality um, of the in- interview process um, for a lot of places can be uh, toned down a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, I'm right there with you, and I feel like it has come up a few times in the show in the past where people say, oh, these personality tests are great. You can really get a feel for who your people are. You know what else is a really good way to get a feel for who your people are? Talk to them. Speaking <laughs> to your people, being in front of your people. And, I, you know, I kind of – there's a certain, uh, I guess, energy that I have within the podcast of – trying to encourage more small business and trying to encourage people to not automate their business so much to the point where they don't need to be there. They should be, have the systems and processes in their business so they can leave if they want to. But ultimately, I come from a place of thinking that you should want to be at your business. You should want to mentor these people. You should want to have an impact in a role in the lives of these young people that work for you. Um, and that kind of reminds me of this, this, this feeling, uh, this, this, uh, this idea of just transparency and getting to know the personality of your people and not making it so formal, so rigid that it's soulless uh, is so, so important. Uh, what were you thinking as I was saying that? What you were saying uh, about, you know, since I've met you, you've talked about, uh, we've talked about how much we love doing what we do. And, uh, you know, a lot of these bosses, you might be able to automate the process and everything, but you need to want to uh, visit your vision, if you will, and uh, you know have a have a part of the process and meet your employees. Um, it goes a long way, you know. The bigger the business, I guess, the more me as an employee. I you know it means a lot when. The owner, CEO, whatever wants to shake my hand yeah, and get why? to know get to know me. Uh, why? Why do you think that matters? I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I I think it's personally. I think it's because I've always been, you know, aspiring to be that you know leadership role. You know, uh, you know that uh, successful person within their industry. You know. And I think there's a lot of people that are like me, and they they believe in that yeah. as well. I think ultimately what you're seeing right now is this movement towards people wanting to be more than just a number, people wanting to belong, people wanting to have a voice, people wanting to know that their thoughts, their their uniqueness is being contributed to the overall mission, uh, and then seeing their contribution being executed within the day to day, their their voice is actually being heard and executed, uh, which that that is so powerful, um, and I, it's something that I see time and time coming up on the show with successful restaurateurs is they recognize that if I want to retain these people, if I want these people to stick around, if I want to help them grow, it's up to me to open up that channel of communi- communication and to. To, to initiate it like it, you have to it falls on like your shoulders as the owner to create this culture where people feel like they can contribute where they feel like you do know them like you are getting to 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 i guess understand who they are and what matters to them yeah this is a definitely a top-down industry you know uh, well every industry i guess uh is best run from the top down 
not the bottom up and for the top to appreciate the bottom, you yeah. know, and uh, get to know them. I mean, genuine um, care for your staff is, you know, a great leadership quality. Yeah. So what are were some of the other big takeaways from this panel? Any other things that we haven't really tapped into yet? Yeah, we kind of talked about uh, communication and culture. Uh, you know, obviously be direct when you're um, when you're giving constructive feedback and uh, always be constructive with it. Don't be, uh, don't beat around the bush. Don't, uh, you know, belittle someone in front of someone else, yada, yada. I think everyone kind of gets that, but I guess if we drill it in a few more times, uh, it might resonate. Um, we also talked about, uh, you know, culture and, um, one of the big things that uh, just kept on coming up over and over was how important it is to eat yeah. at work. Uh, I mean, I guess it, it, uh, you break it down and it's a physical job. You're on your feet for quite a while. And, you know, uh, oftentimes you don't have time to uh, to eat. So food is always on your mind. And uh, like Snickers hit it on the head. Uh, hopefully, uh, he's we one can- of the panelists. <laughs> not he, not not the candy bar, but <laughs> the panelist. Uh, Snickers, uh, you're not yourself when you're hungry. So oh, wait, we are talking about Snickers. We are bar. talking about Snickers. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't. So yeah, you're so not yourself when you're hungry, and so um, you know, uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, family dinners. Um, Family meals, uh, we call them here in Austin. And that's when you get together uh, with your staff before shift or after shift and you share food with them. And uh, that kind of goes a long way in building the culture. Uh, having a meal with your coworkers and your your bosses at the same time uh, really helps connect one another, you know. Um, we also kind of talked about unique perks and ideas and um i one of the takeaways from that was that we love competitions and uh again bringing up food like putting food into the competition like offering a uh the best steak that you guys offer to um the winner of the margarita uh competition or whatever kind of you know it keeps people on task and uh you know Keeps them engaged. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to reflect on what you just shared with us uh, first on the topic of the crew meals or uh, not crew meals, but family meals. Uh, you can get really creative. Some people are, they don't like the idea of family meals because of how expensive it is. And that adds up and that affects that really affects the bottom line. But you can have somebody on in the back of house um, contribute. It, not only are you feeding your people, but you're also giving uh, you're creating a vertical to have one of your back of house folks create something. Uh, and maybe yeah. they're un, they're new or, or uh, a line cook that is aspiring to be an executive chef. This is an opportunity for them to create things from what is available to them in the kitchen and then to feed their front of house people and to get into, to get that this, the same response that a, an executive chefs will, will get with their, their guest of that return, that, that acknowledgement of this is freaking delicious and thank you so much, you can create that same experience between 
a line cook in the front of house people that are like, wow, this was delicious. Thank you so much for cooking this for us and really get, make, enforcing them to get creative as far as uh, using like uh, like byproduct, product that might have gone thrown away the night before or yeah. using some of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of like a chop challenge, exactly. if you will. You know? And that's what a lot of people do. They, they take uh, – for a lot of scratch kitchens will take what they have Instead of wasting it, they use it for the family meal, and they they they're challenging. They're 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 developing these skills in their back of house people, and they're also creating that opportunity for the back of house people to serve the the front of house people and to get that, and then for the front of house, for the front of house people to to recognize and to value the back of house people for what they're doing for them. It's a really great way to to build uh, unity between the front and the back of house. And then the other thing that you mentioned that I want to dive deeper into is the idea of competitions or gamification. Um, I don't have a lot of great advice on that, but I do know that uh, in the great game of business by Bo Burlingham and Jack Stack, they really dive into the significance, the significance of gamification and, and the role, the impact that plays. So if you want to learn more about that, that's a great resource. Uh, again, the great game of business. Um, anything you want to add on to what I just shared? Uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you hit the nail on the head. Um, that was, uh, that was a great recap kind of, and, uh, you know, you further developed my idea that I was trying to hit on. So that was great. Um, one of the, I, sorry, one last thing that I wanted to kind of talk about, and it's really, um, it's a hot topic right now. Uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain just took his own life, rest in peace. Um, he was an idol to, uh, a lot of us. And of course, uh, we're all thinking mental health right now. And, uh, one of the things that, you as a leader in the industry uh should should recognize is like when your employers are employees are off you know when they uh they just they don't seem to be their normal self um you know it's hard when you're in the thick of it to uh you know like break away but no one's going to die taking 5 minutes or 20 minutes to uh to understand your employees and uh you know ask them are you okay like you don't seem yourself today yeah yeah you know absolutely man it's our obligation to be there for people to be receptive of the energy they're putting off and to not wait for something to happen but to be proactive and to have that emotional intelligence and to recognize when things are right and to be there for our people and that's the definition of a transformative workplace when you're transforming people where it's not a transaction it's not about just giving them their paycheck but it's about caring for them and helping them be who they can be and helping them helping them get out of the shit that they might be in that's a transformation pulling them from the shit uh so absolutely man i love what you're sharing with us and uh yeah we're all human after all yeah. right and, uh, and this industry is human to human contact so why can't we be human to human with each other you know mm-hmm. awesome stuff dude um so if anybody's listening to this uh well let me ask you this real quick was there anything else that you want to touch on as far as things that are employees are thinking and feeling but aren't maybe necessarily saying to us that you can bring to the surface before we let the folks know how they can uh join a group or maybe uh what you have planned for the future if somebody wants to start their own chapter i know you said you weren't sure if you wanted to mention that but i'm going to force you into this awkward place because i think you got something here and you should grow it (laughs) thank you man um 
No, I, I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, nothing particularly that we didn't cover um, comes to mind from the employee standpoint. Just, just recognize, I guess, your employees are important. We're not disposable. Um, in fact, right now, we're, you know, or we've always been the backbone of this industry, but right now we're in high demand. So you need to, as a as a leader, you need to appreciate and find ways to retain this quality staff, you know. Um, so as far as my group goes, uh, hold that thought. We need to take a break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. I've got a serious question for all the owners and operators looking to increase revenue and get more new paying customers in the door. Here it is. How many times would you trade a $100 bill to receive $500 back? As many times as you could, right? That's a no-brainer. Well, here's the deal. Nick Fosberg, who's written one of the best marketing books for bars and restaurants, who's also been a guest on this podcast a number of times now, reached out to me and wants to run an experiment with my listeners. Nick is looking for a small handful of owners who have a Facebook page, and he wants to set up a promotion for them. But get this. He wants to guarantee them $500 in sales for every $100 they invest in what he is called his VOP promotion. If he fails to do this, you don't pay a penny. That's the experiment. And just recently, he ran this same experiment to help the owner of Carl and Chell's Grill House get a 282 offers redeemed in just two weeks with net sales of $14,552. If you're interested in getting more information, go to ru500.net. That's RU for Restaurant Unstoppable 500.net or click the link in the show notes for more information. Finally, a simple, affordable, and legal way to share the music that best represents your brand. It's called Soundtrack Your Brand. Get access to soundtracks tailored for any business. Side note, studies have shown that playing the right music can impact your sales. Do you have questions about what that right music is? Soundtrack Your Brand can help you there too. Here's a fun fact. I'm sure a lot of you out there listening to this already have a Spotify account. Well, you can take playlists from your account and import them directly into SoundtrackYourBrand.com. And my guests are always saying on the show that their restaurants are an extension of their own personal brand. Well, so isn't your music. And now you can marry these things together legally. Unlike Spotify, YouTube, or Apple Music, Soundtrack Your Brand is licensed for business use. Skip the hassle of ASCAP and BMI because with Soundtrack Your Brand, it's already included. You can even schedule music for the whole week and adapt the music for each day part. Typically, this deal goes for $26.99 per month, but if you act now before the end of August, you can get this deal for $19.99 per location per month for life. Again, that's SoundtrackYourBrand.com or find the banner in the show notes. As far as my group goes, uh, everyone who works in the hospitality industry is welcome to join our groups. Um, we have a huge presence in Texas, uh, specifically Austin, Texas, where we have almost 11,000 members. And who knows, by, uh, by Friday when this comes out or whatever day um, this comes out, we might be at 11,000. Um, we grow by, by like two to three to 400 members a month. Wow. Um, so, yeah, our, uh, 
we talked about the hockey stick of growth. Like once we got to like 3000 members, we just turned into a hockey stick and it's going up and up. And, um, it's great. Like every it's, it's, it's a badge of honor to say that, you know, talk to one another and say, are you in, are you in, in the weeds? Oh, you are cool. Me too. I've been in since like the beginning since like 2012 or, or, uh, 2013. Yeah. You know, um, so uh if people want to join they can join um the feeder group which is like the the HQ which is in the weeds service industry of America if you just type it into uh Facebook um we also have a job site in the um that's a free uh free job site it's only open to markets that were kind of predominant in um Predominantly uh, Austin, uh, San Antonio, San Antonio, Dallas. Houston, Dallas. Yep. Okay, Chicago is open. Okay, cool. So if somebody's listening to this right now and they're thinking to themselves, "All right, yeah, I definitely want to uh, explore this and maybe maybe start a chapter someday uh, of this community of what you're doing in their own community." Maybe you're not quite there yet, but how can they get on a list? at least to be somebody who might be able to, to take what you're doing here in Texas and bring it all over the world. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for another, <laughs> give me. me a look like right now. Like <laughs> you son of a bitch. I I'm always looking for another me, but, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn. I'm a hard person to find. Um, yeah. it's a very unique, uh, perspective. Like I hit on earlier, um, that, I look through the eyes of someone who sees the big picture and at what cost does this uh, perk to the employee cost the, the owner and, uh, and vice versa. And so I need someone that's open-minded. I need someone Who's that uh, dedicated is level headed mission and dedicated hundred yeah. um, percent. It's, it's a thankless thing until, until you're like the local, uh, the local guy, everyone knows you. And, uh, you know, it's a great feeling. It's weird for me when I, it's kind of like a celebrity sighting when someone from our group, uh, gets to meet me for the first time and they've been, they've seen my face in the group for years yeah. and years. And then they see me at their bar and they're like, Oh my God, it's Casey from in the weeds. Oh my God. Let me get a picture. Uh, that's funny. Uh, it, it's such a rewarding um, thing to to meet these people and know that you've kind of made a difference. Nice, man. Awesome. Any final thoughts, any other calls to action before we say thank you and wrap things up? No, just uh, uh, love one another, love this industry, and uh, you know, keep spreading that positivity. Uh, the low-hanging fruit is the, the bitchiness and the jaded... Uh, the jaded part of the industry that's the low hanging fruit it's easy to uh get mad and vent about customers and stuff like that try to find some something constructive and learn from one another um out there so yeah i dig it man awesome stuff uh we wrap up every conversation by calling somebody out so who's one independent restaurant operator somebody you admire and believe would make a great guest mentor on the show (laughs) <laughs> you've already recommended a handful of people for me while so, i've been here okay so 
my mentor is a guy named Richard Everett. Um, he was he was the coolest coolest uh, GM that I've ever worked for. Uh, I mean, he was cute, cool as a cucumber. Um, we were about to say he was cute because that's what I heard. <laughs> no, I, I'm not into that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so he was my general manager when I worked at a place called Uncle Billy's. I was a venue manager, and I basically ran my own floor. And he always just kind of calmed me down. Like when I was in the weeds, he was the person that kind of told me, "Nobody's gonna die today. We're all good." It, it's all good. We can get through this. And, uh, yeah, he would always calm me down, and he's always got the best advice. So, um, currently, he's at Cellus Brewery. Um, he's uh, he's brewing and doing cells and everything. He's he's a great dude. Uh, Richard Everett. Richard would, Everett, man. Would be the industry leader in my eyes. Look out, Richard. I'm coming after you. And let the folks at home know one more time, how can we connect with you if we want to learn more? If you want to get a hold of me, uh, Casey at InTheWeedsJobs.com is uh, the easiest way. I'm also uh, at Bearded Bartender. No spaces, no uh, no <laughs> numbers. It's I, I got a really cool Instagram name. And uh, at InTheWeedsUSA is our Instagram as well. Sweet. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's all. Again, uh, Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing what you've gathered from your panelists and sharing this mission that you're trying to, uh, you know, bear this on your shoulders to really transform the industry and to share this this mentality of communication, positivity, and togetherness. I, I really love it, and uh, I'm honored to spread the good word, dude. No, 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 no. Thank you for doing <laughs> what you're doing because you're moving the needle as well you're uh what you're doing is awesome and uh i really want this uh podcast to succeed you're out there you're you're sleeping in my uh my spare bedroom today but i've seen your bedroom in your car (laughs) it's uh it what you're doing is awesome it's crazy at the same time but it's admirable and uh so everyone listening please like share (laughs) Uh, you know, give him reviews, blow his podcasts up. He deserves it. Oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Well, you, you know what they say when you love what you do, you're willing to go to the extremes. And I, I'm just grateful to be able to do what I do. So I need another beer. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Maybe one more before I head off to Dallas. All right, guys, that's all for today. Um, thanks again, Casey. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable. <laughs> There's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Casey, Andrew Hensley, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to to share what you got going on with In the Weeds. And, and even beyond that, thank you for uh, helping me out while I was on the road. So Casey put me up for a few nights while on the road. Uh, just kind of gives you an idea of who this guy is and uh, the idea of just you know helping your your own out, uh, helping your kind out, and uh, I was really drawn to Casey very early on. Uh, as soon as I met him, uh, I heard his mission statement uh, to to you know exist to bring people together to uh, be that positive light in the industry where everything seems to be so dark sometimes and so negative, and it doesn't have to be that way. We get to choose what direction we want to go in, whether we are happy or angry, whether we're pissed or whatever. Uh, and 
as soon as you hit that f- switch, your life does change to, when you choose to uh, focus on the good and to focus on the positive. So uh, I love what you're doing out there, Casey. Uh, great stuff and some good little tips today. Today's conversation. Um, I think the big thing to take away from today's conversation is that your employees, uh, they're in high demand. So they are your most valuable asset right now. Like Casey said, they are the backbone of this industry, and you have to recognize that. Uh, and if you don't recognize and you don't value your people, they will go someplace else where they do get that recognition, where they are seen, uh, where they do feel like they're belonged and loved. So be mindful of that. Uh, then also some good little nuggets that he drew from his panel, like uh, the, the little gesture, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a huge gesture of feeding your people. We don't make a lot of money in this industry. And to sit down uh, with our, our colleagues, our peers, uh, before a busy shift, to, to really sit and break bread with these people, to be loved, is so powerful. And, and we have a full stomach. Uh, we're a lot nicer. So that's another variable, too. Uh, just little nuggets in this conversation. And it really, it was just an honor to make an example of Casey and to share with him, with you guys what he, he's doing within the weeds. And if you're interested in uh, joining this Facebook group, head over to the show notes. I have a link uh, right there uh, that you can t- uh, click on. Just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash KC in the weeds. Uh, we'll have the links right there. And uh, like always, guys, please do reach out to me, Eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Tell me who you want to hear from. Tell me how I can best serve you. And if you're uh, if you're in the weeds uh, audience member, if you're if you're coming from in the weeds, if you discover this podcast from in the weeds, uh, man, I got uh, over 510 interviews of incredible uh, restaurateurs sharing all they know to be true about their success in the rest in the restaurant industry. So if you are coming from in the weeds, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever player you're listening, whether it's iTunes, uh, Stitcher radio, Spotify, Google play, please subscribe and, uh, keep those five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher radio coming. Uh, but the best way to support this podcast is simply by sharing it. If you know of anybody aspiring to be great in the industry, put this sucker on their radar. Uh, let's, let's transform this industry. Let's share knowledge. Let's spread the word. All right, guys, that's all for today. Thanks for sticking around this long. I love you all until next time. Peace out.